Okay, good morning traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's early morning trade plan session. Uh, today now being, of course, Thursday the 14th of July. Um, and the whole point behind this particular session every day is for us to be as prepared as we possibly can for these trading opportunities. So what we'll produce at the end of this session in about 15 minutes is hopefully a, um, a concise trading plan that we can look to execute over the course of the trading day. So it's that ability to be prepared look um identify what we're going to look for and look to execute that trading plan um so let's get straight into it then good morning guys hope you're all keeping well uh, let's start with our risk warning as always just be um uh, please take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen and just as a very quick introduction as always um, all profitable traders need to consider a series of of, of um of things when they trade and of course it's it's which markets to trade there's so many markets to choose from um, which markets do we trade and more importantly kind of why are we looking to trade those particular markets what is the reason for looking to um to capitalize on short-term moves in this particular market uh, and that's where our analysis come in um not just uh, technical but also fundamental and on a sentiment basis as well so then you need to make some consistent decisions regarding where to enter those markets and where do you want to exit those trades and that brings in a whole pro the, the considerations regarding risk management hopefully you predetermine your risk in these markets um tr the trade management process itself you know if you get yourself into a profitable position do you you know what do you do at that point do you look to book in profit mitigate risk um, all of these things are all important facets of um, of trading. Know what sort of trader you are. And trading psychology, these markets have their own psychology as well as you and I um, both have our own fears, wants, anxieties, uh, threats, um, uh, pleasures, you name it. All of this thing uh, are all part and parcel. Um, right, so we discuss these elements uh, each and every day in our live trade rooms, um, irrespective of what trading strategy you, you, you adopt um you know all of you trade slightly differently for a variety of different reasons you might use different indicators and things like that um all of that can be uh can be used um but we'll go through we talk about all of these elements all the time and as you know we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach being disciplined with our own capital uh, and also be knowing when to be patient and when to be a little bit more aggressive with these markets so let's start with a review of potential market moving news then. So um, we'll just bring up the... Uh, uh, good morning, guys. Hope you're all keeping well. Um, good to have you with us. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, so today, let's just zoom down quickly. So just before we have a quick look at today's uh, you know, retail sales and sentiment numbers really coming out of the US, um, we can take a little step back, I guess. Uh, so today now, Thursday, the 14th of July. So if we look at yesterday's CPI numbers, um, a, a, a significant upside print, basically, we saw um, a figure of uh, 9.1, I think, if I remember rightly, with all the chaos yesterday off the back of that figure. It came in way above expectations. Um, previously, last month, it was 8.6. Uh, it was expected that you know inflation would be getting would be under control just a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, you know, we're still seeing 
elevated inflation. And you can see that even in the CPI numbers and the core CPI numbers. So we're, we're over that 9% mark now. Um, an upside shock is inflation. And the problem with that is it, it's now, it puts more pressure on the central bank. We'll have a look at the 10-year bond markets now in just a second. But it puts the, the, the Fed under more pressure to try and get ahead of this inflation figure. So if you think about it, what's happened so far is we've seen elevated inflation way above expectations. And we've seen very, very slow monetary tightening uh, from your central banks. Um, it's, it's, it's increasing and it has done quite dramatically over the last month or two, but it looks like they're a little bit late to the party to try and quell um, these um, very significant uh, inflation numbers coming, filtering through. And we all know ourselves that, you know, the, the, the prices of, of uh, goods and services are, are way above these levels. I think in real inflation terms, um, we're seeing much higher prices than just the 9%, uh, like for example, in the US. So um, so real inflation for us as individuals is, is probably a multiple of that um, as things currently stand. And there's a whole range of factors. Um, yeah, Jacob, uh, good to have you with us. I think you're new to joining us. So I um, hope you're keeping well. Uh, great to have you on board. Uh, why, when inflation rise, rises, the currency of that country also rises? Also, for example, today the US. Um, yeah, Jacob, I got a, um, I got a little note last night saying that you uh, to get back to you. I believe I think you posted that to us uh, yesterday. So uh, one of us was going to get back to you this morning. Um, so we, we'll 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 still get back to you and we'll give you a little bit more detail. Um, so why when inflation rise, the currency of that country also rises? Right, so the currency is not rising because of inflation. The currency is rising because of monetary policy. So when the central bank looked to increase rates and one of the most aggressive rate hikers in the market currently is, is the Fed. So it's because of, um, if you, if you can imagine, if you increased interest rates, if your bank is offering you more interest rates than uh, another bank down the street, you're more likely to, to put your capital um, to work in that bank. It's a kind of a similar situation with the US. Um, there's other complexities with the US, of course. It, it is the, the, the safe haven of choice. So with what's going on in the world, there's a lot of fear and anxiety and the dollar is seen as a safe haven so what there is is a massive hoarding of dollars and um so there's huge demand for us dollars which is which is actually supporting the uh it, it's fundamentally the reason for this very very significant move in the dollar um and, and the strengthening dollar so it, it's not it's not reacting to inflation per se it's reacting to uh, what inflation means for the economy and what it means for monetary policy. That's what it's reacting to. And the fact that it's uh, its its probably the um, global safe haven right now. Uh, it used to be that the yen, um, the Swiss franc would be a strong safe haven historically and markets like gold, um, which would be a very significant store of wealth. But as you can see, prices in those markets are being hammered. Um, so it's not directly inflation that's the issue. It's the impact that inflation is having on monetary policy and the fact that the dollar is a safe haven. 
Um, does that make sense, uh, Jacob? And, and and what I'll do is, um, look, I, I'll, I'll get back to you myself there in a little while. So um, if you give me perhaps a few hours, um, I'll get back to you shortly. But um, good to have you with us and a fantastic question as well. Uh, and of course, anyone else with any questions, feel free to post them, guys, as always. Um, so yeah, ho hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. So what we saw yesterday was upside inflation numbers uh, above expectation. And that's now putting more pressure on the Fed to uh, perhaps at a very minimum now, it's looking like a 75 basis point rate hike in the US. So 0 0.75 increase is, is probably a minimum now, uh, really low unemployment. So there's lots of factors that are sort of playing a very important role. Uh, really low unemployment is another one. Um, and what we might see is, is the Fed, you know, look to shock markets and try to, to, to leapfrog, try to get ahead of this inflation story. It's one of the only tools that the um, that, that central banks have to try and address inflation. Um, we've got these supply side constraints. We've got um, uh, energy crisis going on. We've got a war in Ukraine. All of these things are impacting prices fundamentally. And the only tool that, that these institutions have is, is rate hikes. Um, now, as we know, in the 70s, we saw um, rates, uh, we saw inflation up at 15%, and we saw rates having to get up to 20%, to 20% um, which is a far cry from where we currently are at, at 1.75. So um, not saying that things are going to be as bad as that. We've got slightly more flexibility um, in many ways now. And, and still monetary policy, even though we've got a very aggressive Fed, the monetary policy is still very, very uh, supportive broadly. So we're coming from a really, really low base um, is kind of what we're saying. So in addition, we had the BOC. Um, we, you see, and this is what we're seeing. We were expecting a 75 basis rate hike, uh, and we actually saw a 2.5. So that's... Um, that's a, a 1% move, as you can see, a 100 basis point move um, previously from 1.5 to 2.5. So we're seeing, these, we're seeing this little race to the top now. We're seeing these little central bank interest rates look to uh, sort of get ahead. Uh, and, and we're seeing now the New Zealand dollar jump to the top. We're seeing the dollar CAD jump to the top. And we've got the, the US dollar as well um, in the next week or two. So... 75 basis points would be up at 250. Uh, if we saw a 100 basis point move, we, we'd actually, uh, the, the Fed would be leading the way. And we'll see if that's the case or not. So for 10 years there, we were looking at a race to the bottom. They were looking to become more accommodative as quickly as possible. So, price, so the interest rates were pushing lower. Um, and now that's reversing and interest rates are now looking pushing higher. So we're seeing this pivot in this market and this is what is likely to present us with some, hopefully, some fantastic opportunities over the coming uh, year or so. So a very interesting time to, to be experiencing these markets. So, um, so today we've got a bank holiday in France, so it's important to just be mindful of that. Um, we've got, we've had employment change numbers, so actually a much, like, un, uh, employment pretty much across the Western world is actually performing really quite well. We're seeing sort of post, um, sorry, pre 
pandemic levels of of, of unemployment and uh, employment change. So um, we're seeing positive prices are going up, but also people have jobs, uh, and there's quite a lot of jobs available for people to to consider. Um, it's a it's a holiday in France, so. Um, uh, we'll be mindful of that over the course of the morning. And now we've got the follow-up figure. So we've got PPI now. So yesterday it was consumer price index and today is producer price index. So we'll see uh, how much the value of um, a lot of the inputs behind a lot of the products that have gone up in price. We're going to see the prices of, of those inputs and, and, and how far they've, they've extended higher. So will we see another upside surprise? That's the question. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Overnight, we'll be we'll be hearing GDP numbers from the um, from China. Their quarterly numbers really poor performance. They've still got a zero COVID policy as well there. And tomorrow we'll finish with retail sales and consumer sentiment. So an awful lot going on from a very macro fundamental perspective. Let's get these charts open, guys, uh, and we'll. Um, We'll, we'll start with where we're at with our risk. So yesterday, on the back of the CPI, we'd expect some really bearish markets. And um, I think it's probably fair to say we've had a, a sort of a, a relatively mild response, relatively speaking. Um, so yeah, so we were pushing higher yesterday. We were actually you know, looking to see how prices would behave around the 38.74. We never actually got above those levels. And then we very, very quickly, and look, most of this move occurred in just a few minutes. If I go back to the minute chart, and we, we zoom in quite a lot. Um, let's, let's take this out so you, can, so you can see it. So this is pretty much what the move consisted of. So we saw an initial move to the upside off the back of um, this news event. Uh, to let's see where this this high is so we were sort of grinding sideways is probably the the phrase really for for risk and we saw probably a 30 point move to the upside followed by a very kind of traumatic uh, 120 point move uh, happened in a very, very short period of time. So in about sort of 10, 10, 15 minutes, we saw this price push to the upside and then very quickly kind of reverse and sell off. But look what's happened since. We've had this narrowing of price action. Um, and, and that's what's quite interesting because ordinarily we'd be looking for prices to break to the upside and we could be looking for buying opportunities or prices to break broadly speaking, to the downside, and we look for sort of further momentum. So instinctively, um, with the inflation story, we're looking for a negative um, response from these markets. But we would have assumed the initial response was interesting, but then we started to see some strong buying coming in. And it's not, it's not an out-and-out out convincing move, really, still at this point. So that's, that's a question mark that we have for these, um, for these markets currently is yes we are bearish but by no means is it um uh, is it conclusive uh, and and that that was a bit of a head scratcher yesterday so we've got these markets trading in this little sideways pattern now for two four six eight 
10, 12, 14, 15 days. So we're looking at, you know, three weeks of, of trading. And these are Mondays to Friday. Um, so we're looking at three weeks of pretty much sideways moving price action in these markets. So therein lies our necessity to be a little bit patient. We would anticipate uh, a fairly solid break for the downside. Um, in hindsight, probably looking at the 37.41 is probably your trigger of just down at that level um, to the downside. Currently, we need to see a little bit more from this trade. So that's a little breakdown of risk. So what we want to see is where is the capital moving to globally and can we capitalize on those trades? So a little bit of patience may be required. Similar kind of situation for the Dow Jones. Strong move very, very quickly yesterday, followed by just prices being held at these current levels. And, and again, you're looking at this um, sideways moving pattern. No surprise to hear the same situation really for your tech stocks in the US. So the NASDAQ is in a very similar situation. So it, it would be worth just being patient really with these markets. Um, here is the horrible price action uh, in markets like the FTSE, for example. Uh, so that's what we're dealing with um, and, and very gappy markets as well. So under situations like that, we can be patient. You know, we want to see a little bit more from these markets. We don't want to be jumping in uh, with two feet necessarily uh, over a slightly shorter period of time. But again, same sort of market condition really. And all we've done is really gapped lower and then move sideways even more. So these markets have a lot to digest. Um, they've got a lot going on and um, there's a lack of sort of clear sort of trading opportunity. Even the um, Nikkei is in this little sideways pattern as well. So what we can do as traders is, is be a little bit patient while we're in the zone and look for prices to break even higher or lower and see what happens with their market fundamentals at that point. Um, Bitcoin, we don't trade Bitcoin. Uh, just to remind you again, um, it's far too volatile to be trading on, a, on an intraday basis. Um, longer term is slightly different, different view. Uh, we've been moving sideways now since uh, mid-June. Um, and um, further sideways moving patterns um, expected. We've had something similar previously before we saw the strong move to the downside over a few days. So we're, we're, we're currently going through that same thing. Um, for us, we probably expect some further downside, as we do across the industry markets as well and across risk. We're, we're, we're probably anticipating further downside. And there's no reason to suggest that this could be uh, a bottom in these markets. So we just got to be patient and be a little bit uh, conservative, perhaps, with, with our capital in these markets just for now. Oil has been held up at these lows, and we're now trading inside yesterday's range. So yesterday was quite a volatile trading day without any real clarity. Um, gold is certainly looking a lot more bearish than, than positive, as you can see. And um, we've been in this little sideways pattern as well. So we'll have a look when we go over to our live trade room now, we'll have a look at this market. Um, and it's really below the 17.23. So we'll take a note of that level. Seventeen twenty-three. So we'll have a look at that now in just a minute. 
so just finishing off with the currencies then uh, we'll switch across as we as we always do to our, our, our live trading now just shortly so um straight away let's have a look at the dollar yen because we want to just see how is the yen performing in relation to the dollar and no surprise overnight we've seen a really strong move in the dollar yen um, so this is a pretty exponential move to the upside bottom left to top right um and we're seeing further appetite for the dollar against the yen so the dollar is stronger than the yen and the yen is weakening against the euro and the pound um so where we at with the all important we had this market actually just marginally break through parity this is the euro dollar top left hand corner of every chart you'll see what what market it is the the euro dollar technically broke through parity yesterday uh, but we've got a little opinion on this that I mean, it's very interesting to see that it's yet to break through it properly. So we have had a technical break, but not anything meaningful. Um, and although we can, I, I think it'd be fair to say we can expect further downside. Um, don't be surprised if this level holds up as a, as a strong level of support. So we're just keeping an eye on both sides um, as things currently stand. So really, we're looking at dollar strength dollar strength against the euro um, against the pound against the dollar the dollar yen dollar strength in gold so really that's the that's the really the focus of today's trading not so much risk not so much your global indices or the commodities necessarily um, but the dollar seems to be where the opportunities perhaps lie um, dollar CAD mild although we've got these highs sitting up here we want to see a little bit more from the dollar cad so really it's about cherry picking the best opportunities um it's interesting to see we've seen a strong dollar apart from against the uh the aussie and marginally against the new zealand so the the strongest currency in these markets at the moment is the actually the aussie dollar uh followed by the um by the us dollar so that largely off the, off the back of quite strong employment data coming out of um, Australia. New Zealand, large, large range day yesterday. We're down at these extended lows, of course. Uh, so a bit of patience, perhaps, with some of these markets rather than others. The euro pound, we kind of like this below the 84.33 yesterday. We saw a strong move. But you can see all of that move retraced and we start, we ended up quite positive yesterday so we have to stay away from that and there's, there's an argument to suggest that there's a bit of a, a base really here for the euro yen uh, and the pound yen um they're they're all sort of relatively weak currencies the euro pound and the yen um especially against the, the, the dollar so look our, our trade plan is going to really revolve around the us dollar so yesterday we were looking again at mixed indecisive market conditions and I, th I think that's pretty much so this is our sort of overall summary and hopefully that will just give you a bit of a heads up in terms of right well how aggressive should we be with these markets well generally when we're sort of in this indecisive phase 
um, it, avoid being too aggressive. So knowing when to trade can often be a really important feature in markets that are broadly indecisive because they, they may very well be moving sideways for a period. Um, we did get uh, a, a nice move to the downside um, prior to um, to the F, uh, sorry, the CPI numbers yesterday. So it was a good trade there. And the euro pound looking to sell below the 84.33. Um, so we got moves in these two markets, but the, the euro pound didn't stick for very long. And really yesterday was all about CPI numbers. Um, so I think it's probably fair to say that across these markets, there, there is still um, indecision. So mixed indecisive markets are pretty much uh, fair enough. So I'm just going to put the gold in here. So what we do is we identify um, which markets are we looking at and broadly speaking, the prices in which we look to enter. Uh, so gold, we're going to look to sell below the 17.23. And we're going to look at the US dollar. So we're not going to identify certain opportunities because we want to spend a little bit more time. This is kind of um, a brief snapshot. I mean, what are we looking for? We're looking for dollar strength, but of course there's, there's some markets that are better than others. We're not necessarily looking to, to, to sell the Aussie dollar, for example, but we would be looking to certainly sell the euro dollar below parity um, and potentially look at the dollar yen as well for further upside there. So really it's about being selective uh, in these markets. But yeah, we can have a look at dollar strength. That's the main beneficiary of um, when we were talking earlier about higher inflation, the fact that central banks are, are looking to increase rates off the back of it to try and, and stem the, it's one of the blunt tools that a central bank has to try and, and address inflation. And of course, people in the US are, are at their politicians because of these higher prices. They're paying far too much for, for um, gas in their cars. Uh, and uh, politically, that's a, that's a very tough position for the Biden administration, the cost of living um, with a lot of Americans struggling. So, you know, the even the politicians are, are pleading with central banks to sort of act and to do something. And all they can really do is, is raise rates and let the market take care of itself. Um, the Ultimately, the, the, the fundamental problem with higher inflation is that at some point it's very likely to impact demand. And if it impacts demand, Revenues are lower, um, returns are lower for investors, um, stocks roll over to the downside, uh, higher unemployment, um, less activity in the economy. So all of these things are, are, are very destructive or can be destructive. So they're worried about this demand destruction. You might hear that phrase an awful lot. And that's why. Uh, okay then guys, so sorry about uh, running over a little bit, um, in fact quite a lot. So let's let's jump over to the other, to our live trade room now in just a moment. So there's our trade plan, you can obviously take that away with you, um, you can look to implement it, um, but just be selective uh, on that US dollar strength trade. Um, 
So that seems to be the focus. And there's a lack of sort of coherent follow through. We do like market correlations. We do like looking at indices um, and seeing if they are supportive of our trades or not. And it doesn't look like they are just now. So there might be better opportunities um, a bit further down the line. So look, ho hopefully you found that useful. There's our trade plan in your chat box. So feel free to take that away. And we're going to jump across now to the live trade room. So you'll be able to access it via your, your members area. Any questions, uh, feel free to post them and we'll answer them just before we close off the broadcast. And um, thanks very much for joining us as always. We do trade these markets live every day. We trade the European session from 8 o'clock, um, 8 a.m. every morning. And we also trade the U.S. trading session from 12.30. So uh, if you want to join us for that, you're very welcome to do so. And for more information, just go to livetrading.com and you can contact us through the website if you need. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. On that note, take care. We'll see you in the, in the live trade room now in just uh, a few seconds, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.